Welcome to episode 36 of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn Tracy and with me, as always, is Mr. Matt Leach. Hey, how are you? Hello. Pretty excited. Pretty excited because we have Murray Bell in the studio. Yeah. So let's quickly go through Murray. So the history of Murray. I met Murray when he was running Designers Kinky. And I started, I started helping out. I was like the office junior kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, so what a lot of people don't know, well, you know, Murray was a pro bodyboarder for a long time, four mm-hmm. years or so. And then obviously had Movement Magazine, which yep. was all about bodyboarding, which did really well. He was doing that while me and Andrew were doing Empty Magazine. Probably the biggest thing that Murray's now doing, or probably what he's best known for, is semi-permanent. 14 years of semi-permanent, right? Is it 14 years? It's been 14 years, yes. Wow. That's mental. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's funny, like, even thinking about, like, what uh, I, I'm hoping to do over the next few years will mean that, yeah, I would have been running it for, like, close to 20 years. Wow. <laughs> I think the average, like, uh, employment term these days is, like, a, a year and a half or two years How or something really? like that. Right. So, but you be yourself smash that. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's different. That's maybe it's different. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so because I remember when we were doing semi-educated, mm. that we were trying to boost kind of sales. I don't even know what that what so that is. Semi-educated, where we started going around to like uh, schools, basically yeah. unis and stuff, and and kind of bringing some to, just to make it more of a more of a kind of ongoing event as opposed to like a one-off yeah. sort of event. Right. Which, which is which is which is a good point. I think that's. I love the idea of of semi-perm not being this thing that just pops up once a year, and I love the idea of it being much more of a <clears throat> something that the community can kind of trust and sort of build a relationship with, and and sort of treat as a I guess a bit of a hub and yeah. and, and, mm. and things. And because uh, I th- I don't think a lot of people realise where the name actually came from. Yeah. I have no idea where the name you came know? from. Man, I'm going to learn so much tonight. Um, yeah, it's good. Like, I mean, back in the day, there was a um, a book that Designers Kinky produced called Permanent. And I think it was Daigestarden. Well, it was Daigestarden back then, but I think it's Gestarden now. But, um, yeah, they they produced a book called Permanent. And when um, we were in Europe, we, we, we kind of um, – well, when the company kind of all sort of came about, we were presenting at an event in, in Barcelona and – Diesel was sponsoring the event, and and they gave us these like awesome jeans, these kind of striped jeans. I was like, these things are so cool. It was like the first thing I'd, I'd been given free for a while, and uh, <laughs> and so I made it my mission to like find the the, the Diesel people. And then when I went up and, and said hello to them, and I was like, oh, I I love the jeans, and they're like, oh cool, we love what you do, and da da da, and they were like, is there something that we can collaborate on? I was like, oh, we, we we've we've got one idea basically, and. Um, and so we went away, had a bit of a think about it, and then we went back and presented it to them. And then the logical thing was to just extend what was permanent, which we thought was print, into something that was semi-permanent. Yeah, it cool. Just sort of pops up. And um, as it turns out, it's, it's incredible how many meetings we go in, and, and certainly some of the things that semi-permanent will possibly go down the path of, or it's already actually sort of going down the path of. It's amazing how that, that title is just perfect for it. Right. Right. Uh, I, I, there couldn't have been a better choice of. Has it, has it got a new rationale now? Like when when you've got the elevator pitch, like why is it called semi permanent? You go like, well, you know, it's, it's all about like the speaker on stage. Just it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a sort of sucker for being honest on that. Uh, so yeah, I can't tell too many fibs. But it's um, but I think I think it is pretty coming of like, 
Um, like the live event, yeah, is semi-permanent in some sense. Like, you know, content is semi-permanent in some sense. Um, I think, like, when you go a little bit further into the future, it's like the, what does the future of work look like? Um, yeah. And, and I, mm. this is something I'm, I'm really fascinated by and I've, I've had the sort of fortune to be talking to some great people. I just got back from um, New York and London and the future of work is, is going to change <laughs> significantly and I Massively. think it's going to be much closer to this idea of, of a semi-permanent existence. I think the idea of people working at one company and sort of being sort of owned by that and, and whatever I think is going to change. And um, so when semi-permanent maybe starts going down that path, which we're looking at a few things like that, um, it's fitting and it's, it's, it feels comfortable. So. What, what, what do you mean by that, like looking at a few things, like more theming kind of events or...? Um, well, certainly I, I don't consider, and this is a little bit of a thing of where it is from a, a public perception and then where it is from like in my headspace and the team that I've um, just recently sort of built around me, a new team. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a difference there because I can kind of see where we will be in a year or two. Yeah. But semi-permanent is absolutely not a live event. Um, I would consider it much more of a creative platform um, okay. and, and a, cl- a platform that is sort of held up by these sort of core pillars and live events is one of those mm-hmm. sure uh, but like uh, content <clears throat> in digital forms and printing forms you know in some way shape or form like a little bit of an education thing I think we sit in this like awesome position where we have this um, sort of great relationship with big business mm-hmm. like some of the brands we work with and, and the companies we work with we're not their tourism their technology their transportation or whatever we have a great relationship with like amazing talent um, mm-hmm. on all different levels mm-hmm. from all around the world directors filmmakers architects publishers it's whatever. always been a major thing I've just been so amazed by the names you've been able to get yeah other people would never have been able to get yeah me too I like to consider myself pretty well connected but then I see a semi-permanent lineup I'm like how the how the hell did you get them? It's, it's pretty crazy. Most of the time I don't know who they are and then I look them up and go, fuck, I should yeah. know who yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like, it's, so it's, you know, with, the, with our relationship with the business and we've got a relationship with this talent and then we've got this relationship with the community which, which we, we, we treasure so much that it sort of pitches, puts us in this unique position in the middle where we, we are kind of the facilitators and we're kind of trusted on all these levels to do things. So um, for semi-permanent to evolve into its full potential, which I think it was under delivering on for a long time some thinking needs to go into that and we mm-hmm. need to make some inroads into some things and sure. it feels like an incredibly fertile the last two years have been very busy but but um i don't know just feel more in tune with with what the what the world needs what mm. what, what, what uh, i think people uh, demand and insist um on having and being inspired and being enabled and filled with joy and kind of happiness and, and sort of excited to create I think designers I think designing and creativity is like it's the it's 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 such a powerful thing I think the world has now come around to this understanding of the value of what design mm. gives mm. and I just think uh, we're in such an awesome position to have like impact so it's cool to kind of ride with that yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. I, I remember the last, um, the last semi-permanent. I didn't go last year, unfortunately, because I couldn't. Um, but I think it was the year before that, um, which I think was the last one at the convention center yeah. in Sydney, if that's right. And I remember sitting there going, man, it's packed this time. Yeah. Because you were part of Vivid for the first time yeah. a 
for that one as well. And I remember I came in in the second day late because I was hungover, <clears throat> which is typical of a conference, right? Yeah. Like you have to be hungover on the second day <laughs> for some reason. Um, so I rocked up late and I remember trying to find a seat and I was sitting next to like mum and pop. Like I was sitting next to like yeah. someone's mum and dad. Yeah. And I'm wow. like, how are Diverse. you at semi permanent? Like this is this is crazy to me. And I realized that it was probably through the connection with, with Vivid. So yeah. instead of kind of speaking to that, um, graphic design student, yep. photography student, graduate, yeah. in- industry people. Suddenly, you're talking to everybody, right? Yeah, like it, even like that, that last year of the convention center um, mm. was it was it was a great event. But I think we you know we probably had two thousand attendees or something like that. Last year's event at Carriage we had ten thousand two hundred twenty three attendees. Wow. Um, and Whoa. the unique uh, atten- attendance was probably a fraction lower than that, but like that's how many people we had like going through on each of the days and, and things like that. And like that's a that's a big expansion. Yeah, um, it's a huge expansion. But it, but it's 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 not it's not created just for the purpose of like saying oh cool we've got shitloads more people. Mm. It's because we we want to we don't want to just be like oh this great a live event for just students or just these people yeah. in business or just these whatever like. I think it's all connected, and I think like the the like this sort of um, like having in the in the same room or the same workshop or the same innovation lab or the same exhibition like an emerging community as well as an established community and people who are like CEOs and directors of companies and like creative directors and students like it, that's 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 part of the magic, and so we create mm-hmm. experiences that sort of cater to all those, and just inadvertently it means that there's all these different communities, there's all these different. Mm-hmm. Um, balance of males and females and, and last year in particular we did the, the Stanley Donwood Radiohead retrospective um, mm-hmm. which which I'm a whopping big fan of oh, the, yes. the, the band and, and Dan's art and um, and so that, that brought in uh, many thousands of people yeah. um, but I love that idea that it's it's once again it's not a, it's not a conference it's a it's a, just a, a collection of, of, yeah. of really great experiences that you hopefully I don't know, just feel very inspired. And, and, and this is the next transition, being truly enabled. Um, mm. So, yeah. So, so that, that, that's, there's a little bit of growth. In there. A little, just a little bit of growth. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are we looking at? Uh, like a 400% growth? That's, that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's – I mean, Vivid, Vivid is, is interesting. Vivid's um, – It's like, its own beast and it's – Yeah, it is, it, is, it is a bit – like, the, the great thing is that we sh- – their goal is our goal, like, mm. visitation and um, getting people to, like, visit Sydney, which is where we started the event. So it's honest and it's, it's true and I love that. So it's cool. So they, they, they help us broaden the awareness. It's an amazing team as well. They're just – yeah, they're, they're, they're incredible. Like, yeah. um, all the way out to the top, um, we work with, I mean, pretty much all that to, to Sandra, um, and she's fantastic, and, and all the team under the Iggy and and, and Jess and, and everyone, um, and Anna and whatnot. But uh, I think it's, um, yeah, like, it, they, they, they help us just broaden the awareness. Like, along mm. with, you know, the 10,000 odd attendees, like, last year, I think our global media reach was was... I think it's 361 million. Wow! Um, and we spent like like six thousand dollars on Facebook ads. Like, <laughs> yeah, like right. Nothing. It was, yeah. it's, and it's all organic, and it comes from, I guess, curation. Like when you put on a Radiohead retrospective, yeah. Like CNN lose their mind over it, and like Bloomberg right. TV and Wired do a story on it, and so it, it's just a, like a pretty natural. But you always mm. had that. I mean, if I think back to the first exhibition yeah. you did. 
which was Shepard Ferry and Banksy, Banksy and everyone. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was just insane. Yeah, I still don't understand how that worked. So how did Banksy come out? Because I wasn't around for that one. I was a, I was a young well, pup. Well, the funny thing was like when you mentioned before, you were just sitting next to a mum and dad at the event. Banksy came to the event and he, he sat next to someone. I don't know who, uh, but he would have just been sitting there and no one would have known. Oh, but, right. But he, he came to Sydney and it was... It was the same as Shepard Ferry. Like, yeah, same like, Shepard. At the exhibition, I remember with him yeah, walking right. around and he was introducing himself as someone else. Yeah, I said like, of like, course. I, I have this. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's something that I like. I've, I've conjured up, but I have this pretty clear memory of Banksy walking around in a suit at the exhibition. I swear, and and there's a photo. No, Shepherd Fairy was in a suit. Oh, maybe yeah. Shepherd. Yeah, because I've got we've got off photos of of all of them. Um, yeah. Because when we, when we picked them up from the airport, we took them to Bunnings and they went and got some spray paint. And <laughs> right. Oh, wow. And going through like the Alexandria, um, the Bunnings. But yeah, those, those, <laughs> those guys were like amazing. They're chill. They, they had a, um, a really clear understanding of where they wanted to go. They were mm. very protective of their identity all the way back then. And, mm. um, but, but they, um, I'm indebted to them. I think, I think Banksy in particular, like, yeah, like we, we Semi permanent was nothing really back then, and I don't know. He came down here and he, he put us on the map. That was amazing. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I love him for it. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the conference because um, there's some pretty because we have been. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> this event in particular. Yeah, I guess this event in particular <laughs> um, because there's some pretty crazy names up there, right? Yeah. Um, like I think even just industrial light and magic is pretty crazy is that the first time you've had them no ilm have ilm have spoken a couple of times yeah. um the guy who's coming this time this guy called kevin jenkins he is the supervising art director so he is the guy that sits in a room with jj abrams and like this is what i think the world should look like uh, <laughs> and he's doing it for the next two films as well wow. so um so he will talk mainly around the film that just came out because of the um the secrecy but yeah. uh, know that when he's talking, he is thinking two films ahead. But but mm. but like on the event, there there are some great names at this event. Sure, awesome. Mm. Um, Gregory Crudson, the photographer. Just saw Jim B- Jimbo from Moving Brands. Yeah, Jimbo added yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Moving he's, Brands is amazing. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of great names, but that's that's part of this. I mean, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll get into it. But like when I I sort of essentially bought the company back. I wanted to shift away from the event being about names. Like, I think names are important, cool, right. sure. Um, but I think it's more important to unpack topics and subjects. And I think the idea of bringing together people that are experts and, and that understand particular things and less about sort of just throwing out names and a, and a mm. speaker list of name, 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 just them up there on stage clicking through resumes and things like that. Like, that, the days of that are gone. Mm. I, I, I don't... I don't I never felt totally comfortable with that. But the idea of getting together, like we're doing these future state panels and and so we're bringing together the design directors, all the founders of Facebook, Google, Atlassian, Uber, Netflix, IDEO, Airbnb, wow. Teague. Never heard of them. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so like the idea of being in a room and having those kind of people talk about the future, like, mm. I mean, Hector Ulliat, he's designing uh he's doing a lot of google voice right and google voice is about to transition into like pa systems like like personal assistants like yeah. knowing everything like when i had a phone call with with ethan from uber the other day 
he was just talking about reducing their business down to like a zero click business like semi permanent the reality is like we're a six or seven click business like when you right when you want to purchase a ticket you have to you know click a speaker you find out information you choose the day you want to go you put in your credit card information like uber and google um it was like one click like yeah you just pull it up and you're like i'm in like i'm a part of like Mm. like designing companies that have that kind of responsiveness or Mm. uh is amazing and then when you look at like Dantley, who's who's the design director of netflix like they just launched like they just changed the whole game by like releasing content globally excluding china and north korea at the same time all the same price right like that's a man like that's design so like, the idea that like we can bring together people yeah, and like that's, that's see mm. that and, and it's less about like i i'm an awesome person i'm an awesome designer mm. they all they all play a role but what's, um what's a zero click like well that's what ethan was talking about he's like we're, we're, we're we want to be the first zero click business where like when you remove the screen from being right. an experience like you're it's in your fabric or whatever and it knows you it, it, it maybe you can even monitor wow. like your speed you're leaving the office uh and via a gesture or whatever it recognizes that you want a car wow. and you stand at a particular spot on a corner you don't even need to tell it to come and pick you up it's like that's Murray's corner where he like jumps in an Uber. So like, so you only stand there when you're waiting for an Uber, right? What about yeah. that man in Uber? Like, yeah. Um, but like that, like that, that's that's fun to me. That's yeah, ex- that's exciting. That's and that's pretty. that's design a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I did. I got to go to the Google Future of Work last year. Oh yeah. And um, what was that in Sydney? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Google offices uh, as part of it, and. Um, it was. I came away feeling more confused, inspired, but I couldn't really explain what I yeah. was inspired about. Yeah. But it was just that kind of like, wow, there's people out there thinking these massive thoughts that are going to affect our lives in so many ways. So many ways. Yeah. yeah. And I think like um, like we're working like um, Qantas is is a sort of presenting partner on the future state things, and we've been talking to them a lot about just the future of airline travel and moving people and like the yeah. experience that happens. <clears throat> like even at airports like at the moment you go to an airport and you and you sort of wait your time to get on the plane but what about this idea that you go to the airport hours and hours and hours before and you start your journey there and it's this like inspiring educating experience and you get mm-hmm. to connect to people and then you get on a plane and it's just so much of that so, stuff so the true. actual plane journey is just a blip yeah, yeah. it's kind of like it, you, 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 your, your travel journey starts much before that yeah, and yeah. it's less mm. of like this clunky thing and this awkward thing you're just at, at ease and there's a gallery like experience like imagine the idea of 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 like uh the whitney museum or whatever that's yeah. actually at jfk and so you kind of go there as a destination as opposed to an wow. airport just being an airport i mean there's a few things cool. like that happening like andre balaz just bought the um tbwa or twa uh terminal at jfk he's turning it into a hotel oh wow and it's beautiful like it's the most beautiful space but now the hotel will almost be the... De- I mean, the airport will be the, the destination almost... Not more than the city. Yeah. New York City is hard to beat. But <laughs> yeah. uh, that's fun. Like, yeah. that's, that's that's interesting. So. It's, it's hard, though, because you, you almost need to change people's perception of travel. Because, yeah. you know, you, we've seen it before where they, they put some lovely art prints in the kind of terminal and... Totally. Just, that's a long the, way from yeah, there, yeah. yeah. You just walk straight past, but... Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's 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 about changing everyone's like how they actually view it. And yeah, I think and, and I think that's um, like there is a lot of what, what's this. This might go off into a little bit of a tangent, but from we do a oh, lot we, of research. We, we don't do tangents. Oh, okay, correct. Cool. <laughs> yeah, tangents, um, tangents are good. Um, yeah, we we do a lot of research um, when we finish each live experience, 
And I think a lot of the, some of the stuff that we learned from after the last event was that the next generation of designers, whatever, um, care about a lot of different things. Yeah. To what the, the, the current, I mean, I think the previous generation, my generation, we were sort of bred that was about a job title. It was a sort of about the salary we earn and things like that. And I think the next generation is much more interested in being a part of a collective, much more of this idea of being in a group of people that are confident, they know their stuff and they feel like they can have real impact. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you throw on top of that this idea of disruption of the two biggest expenses in our lives, which is a house and a car, mm-hmm. and the car model has just, like, gone out the door now. Like, no one will probably buy cars soon. It'll all no. be car share. There'll still be, like, cars being purchased, but more on a group, like, as a collective. Mm. If you throw away houses, then all of a sudden we don't need to earn as much money. There's so much pressure for us to, like, earn lots of money to cover all these costs. But then if we don't need to earn that much money, then we can start investing into ourselves. We can mm. start investing into these great ideas that we have and start designing the future. So, like, you combine all these things, I think it's exciting. And mm. I think it just so happens that design and creativity is kind of at the center of everything. Yeah. Mm. Uh, We've got a seat at the table, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's fascinating to me to hear you kind of talk about this sort of stuff. Do you ever, do you ever feel that you're in this room? Cause I get this sometimes on, a, on probably a lesser level, but you're in this room with all these people, right? Google, Uber, and they're talking about changing the world. And you're curating this group of people and you just get all this information about all this exciting stuff and you go, right, cool. Yep. Now I'm back to the office and yeah. <coughs> I'll find yeah. out about what you were talking about and what that means in five years. But I think it's um, – I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty big on context – Right. And I think it takes sometimes a couple of those experiences to trigger like a bit of action. And, mm. and I think it's important to like you have that experience and you might not be stimulated enough or you might not have the power to like go and act on it right then and there. But maybe that's just the, the thing that sort of flickers in the back of your head and then you hear something else and then something pops up and then all of a sudden you're going. Right. Um, yeah. The pleasure of my job is that I, I get to have conversations with a lot of these people privately. Like, all the people that are on this, this, this next Sydney event, which is happening 26, 27, 28 of May, I've had phone conversations with all these people. And I get off the phone. Like, I got off the phone to Ethan, like, at Uber and Dantley at Netflix. And I was just, like, losing my mind. Yeah, like, really? Like, this is... Like, that was so good. And the same thing, like, last year, we had phone calls of Scott Dadich, the editor-in-chief of Wired, or Bjarke Ingalls, mm. the architect who's designing the new Google office and I was just like how can I share this like I'm, I'm just so yeah. fortunate to be able to talk to these people so just record the conversations we'll put them on the show yeah like that's <laughs> what, like I just want to like well that's what we do the live events like I, I love the yeah. idea of like people to come together for a live experience but I just want to share that because like yeah I, you, you feel invincible like when you have a conversation yeah, like, yeah, cool we're all we're all in this together this is fun Mm. It's, it's just that moment of taking it. Like, you know, you look at the newspapers and it's kind of reporting what's happening and it's normally doom and gloom. Yeah. And then you kind of talk to those people and yeah. you're like, wow, we're, we're going to be okay. Totally. So. Well, I mean, there's, there's certainly like when you look at someone like Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, like it, it, Have you spoken to him on the phone? No, I haven't spoken to him. He's <laughs> one, like he's one guy I would, I, would, I would cancel a lot of things to talk. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's my, he's my semi-god. Um, but I, he, to get to where he is, and I think he's in a, after he landed that rocket the other day, um, yeah, he's in a very fortunate, powerful position. But 
he mm. it wasn't always like that for him. Like mm. it was. He's had some pretty big ups and downs, right? Massive ups and downs. Yeah. I think he's he's put a lot on the line. I'm sure he's a lot of things have come at a cost. But you know, he's in the pursuit of it, and I think he's pretty optimistic about. Mm. I, I mean, just once again a tangent, but everyone should go and have a little bit of a bit of research on his new company, which is Open AI, which, from what right. I understand, is a group of extremely wealthy intelligent educated people who are pulling together money to invest in making sure that ai stays safe so they're buying equity in all the companies that have advanced ai so they have a seat at the table on every major decision and they have a pool of money in storage so that in the event that shit starts going down they can intervene they can build their own robots it's pretty wild Wow, what, what, pretty well. That's like a Illuminati. What even? Crazy. What even is this? Like it's crazy, <laughs> yeah. crazy times, right? Sorry. Yeah. But go, but, but, but Let's just get back to bodyboarding, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Simpler times, right? Yeah, simpler times. Okay. <laughs> um, wow, that's amazing. Mm. Let's let's talk about the bodyboarding really quickly because I brought it up. Yeah. So, do you still bodyboard? Do you still have time? Um, I, I surf more than I bodyboard. Right. Um, not. I actually I love bodyboarding, but um, just purely because where I live, I think surfing is like a little bit more of um, it's it's interesting. Like stepping back a little bit, and this is going to get so sentimental, and <laughs> that's why you get some violins out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I had a bit of a not a messy upbringing, but like um, I mean, lots of lots of kids go through divorces and things, and um, when my parents got divorced, and for some reason, it kind of pretty intensely Im- impacted me, and um, I actually have very little if not zero memory of my I'm trying to work out the ages but between the age of about 6 to 13 I have no memory Um, can't remember my bedroom can't remember a meal my mother cooked for me I can't remember anything and it it was all during that period when uh, my parents were getting divorced but I through all that surfing was my my thing and it was like kind of like my way to just be honest about being a kid yeah. like I, I didn't have to answer to anyone I didn't have to like be the good son or anything like that so surfing was my kind of ticket away from that mm. the tricky thing as well was that I was born I was born deaf um, really? So, yeah so I couldn't um, I couldn't hear so so I couldn't start surfing until my hearing sort of after I went to hospital for quite a few years so that all kind of coincided like 13, 14, 15 so, um, so hold on. So you, you couldn't. When 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 did you get your hearing? Well, they kind of worked out that my hearing was kind of dud. Like I think when I was about four or five, like I had like eighty um, percent hearing in one ear, but the other ear was like, well, actually no, 50, 50 20 Sorry, right. Um, the other way around. Um, so you had to spend. I spent like years and years just in hospital getting like. Because you're probably so young, you probably didn't know any different. Didn't really right? know. Like so I know. I remember, like, mum used to tell me stories. I used to sit on the TV, and I would, like, sit on the TV, and that's how I'd watch TV. I'd, like, I'd, li- I'd feel the vibrations of it. Like, I, I wouldn't actually watch it. I would listen to the TV by sitting on it. Oh wow! Like wow. a bat. And, and that was one of the first things. Mum was like, "What are you doing sitting on the TV?" <laughs> And, and, like, oh, and you're like, what? <laughs> um, so I, so I used to not be. I remember the first sensation of diving underwater, and like water going on my ears and I was like holy shit like my head's filling up like uh, <laughs> uh, but that's all sort of coincided with serving and then and then I and bodyboarding and then um yeah I kind of I just dived onto that and so that was kind of my release and I yeah I, I got serious about that for a while and I had a couple of sponsors and I remember like at 16 I moved to Hawaii for a few months and 
and just surfed Hawaii for wow. a bit. Wow, as you do. As you do. And then, and, then, uh, and then a couple of years later, I just I, I, I fell upon design and creativity. And, and I remember I became a, a brickies laborer for a year just to earn some money and then went to college. Wow. Failed awesome. college. What, what college <laughs> did you fail? Uh, I went to SAE, which was yeah, yeah. Um, like quantum SAE and everything. Yeah, back yeah. then it was it was it was kind of more of a sound school. There was like that one yeah. little design part, and uh, I went there and and I, I remember I failed because there was a uh, a trip with some of my teammates down to Phillip Island, with the same week that I had all the everything due, and I I, I chose to go, <laughs> uh, so I didn't uh, I didn't I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'm not educated in any way, shape, or form. It's good. That's the best kind of but education. You, always, yeah. <laughs> and I've always... I remember uh, we were talking to you and you showed me something you'd done and I was like... It was like an animation kind of thing. I was like, how, how did you do that? And you were like, I, After Effects. And I was like, how did you learn that? And you went, I just played around. Yeah, I remember I used to, like, at SAE, and, and they don't think they really knew this, but they hired me as, like, the night watchman. Um, <laughs> right. And so what I would do is, like, so I'd mind it late. So on Friday afternoon, I would um, unplug a G4, put it in the back of my Jeep, drive it home, and I'd work all weekend. And then I'd drive in first thing before anyone got to college on Monday morning and plug the G4 back in so <laughs> no one knew it had gone, and I'd just use it. Oh, nice. So don't do that. So, like, that's it. <laughs> Everyone's got MacBook Pros now, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just used, like, just stumbled. I just started yeah. playing with it and just sort of work it out myself. Um, yeah, then then I started getting serious on design and just. But bodyboarding stayed in your blood because obviously you had movement, which <coughs> exactly. And now that's folded now, hasn't it? Yeah, movement. Well, I think movement exists as a website, but it was a. Oh, I'm trying to think of the year. 2003, 2004, something like that. Um, a dear friend of mine, a guy called Ben Player, uh, who's a couple of time world champion bodyboarder and a, and a good friend, Jethro Lyons, who um, is a writer. And um, yeah, we just we just wanted to challenge what was out there, and so we started our own magazine, and that was really fun. It was it was it was a challenge. Uh, I remember the first issue, like we had a print deadline, it was like we have to send a print on this day, and um, so we did three days straight leading up to that. Wow. And no sleep. I'm just like, we have to get it out. Little did I know this. Like, it wouldn't have mattered if we sent it to print like 48 hours later. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, like a deadline. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, then about five years later, <clears throat> my focus started shifting to semi-permanent. And Ben really loved movement. And I just basically sold him my little portion. And, yep. and then he took it off on his little way. I think he just started focusing on bodyboarding a little bit more seriously. Uh, at around the same time as well, there's a, there's a great surf publication called Stab, mm. Mm. and uh, I art directed the first four or five issues of that as well. Um, They've sp- they spoke at a semi-permanent a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was an interesting presentation. <laughs> it was. was. Um, <laughs> a few people got up and left during that one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, he had t- uh, Sam. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he recently just sold Stab as well for a, a small fortune. Um, he got on stage with, with uh, another friend, a guy called Taj Barra, and uh, they, they said a couple of... Yeah, what was it? They, I can't remember. Like, I remember it being memorable, and right now I can't recall why it was. Sam's just, Sam's just very unapologetic. He's, yeah. all, he's all about just bold statements and just yeah. being honest. And right. um, 
sometimes that just doesn't go down so well with the crowd. <laughs> so, yeah, so 14, 14 years, I'm not going to ask you to name or shame or anything like that, but, like, after 14 years, like, how you've had probably just speakers that have blown your socks off. Like, you've just mm-hmm. gone, how good is that? Yeah. How, good is, how good is this? Everyone loved it, you know, and they're having a blast, right? Yeah. That's Christmas for you yeah. in, that, in that sense. But then what happens? Like, what are you doing when you're sitting there? Because I run some events as well, and you're sort of sitting there and you're watching these speaker, and you're like, "Oh, this is going downhill." <laughs> well, I think well, that's I mean, but it's um, <laughs> there's a couple that have sort of gone downhill, but like at the end of the day, like they're just it's a portrait of themselves, and 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 I don't want to change them to be someone else. Sure. So, I'm, and that's part of the reason why I, I shifted the event from a conference to uh, the convention center, sorry, to somewhere like Carriage Works because it gives artists a different platform so some right. people might be great on stage but some people like stanley donwood the radiohead artist he's really uncomfortable on stage so mm. his canvas is a five thousand foot warehouse with two and a half thousand radiohead pieces of artwork and a, mm. whatever and that that so you do that dan because i want you a part of the event because i just think you're incredible like right uh but then someone else is more suited to an intimate little 20 person workshop someone else is mm more suited to you know like an innovation lab and so yeah um that's why i i don't necessarily like the idea of just throwing an elf on stage because mm. we're not all built like that yeah because some people can be amazing amazing yeah. designers amazing creators amazing business but just can't talk no. like on, in, on a stage in that sense yeah. was it deanne Trick? Chewick, was it, what was that the second one or third that one? might have been yeah year two or three uh yeah she was she was nervous but i mean amazing work but just incredible work but but not I, I, but not necessarily suited to a to a thing. So I don't think she should be, um, sort of ripped into for that. She, she no. was giving it, she was giving no. it a shot, and that, and that's where maybe her better medium would just be print some of her work and put it in the book, yeah, yep. or something like that. But uh, that's why I love, and and we're certainly not at the end. There's there's a there's a there's a there's a progression there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said, like a couple of years back when I bought the company, I was like, okay, cool. What's, what's, what do we got to do for the first year to start this in the right direction? Yep. And then we'll, and we'll get there, and then we'll, we'll add some more things, and we'll add some more things, and then we'll get. Like we're doing, like as part of this next Sydney event, um, we're doing a, a collaborative workshop with NIDA, and um, it's all about uh, teaching people or building people's confidence in front of a crowd and how to oh, deliver wow. ideas. So. It's awesome to have like a great idea, but mm. like, how do you present it to your boss or your team or to 1,200 people in front of an auditorium? So yeah. it's not the obvious thing of like a design conference or, mm. a, or a festival or whatever, like that ours really doing that. But it's like, that, that's an important part of your toolkit. So mm. we want to teach you that. We want to enable you so that you can go and do whatever you want. So mm. you, you're, you're unlimited by these things. So these are all things. We're doing a thing with Stanford D School um, on, on a little audio experience with them. So we'd slowly adding all these things that that Mm. add to the experience can i tell you about because you mentioned a couple of years ago when you took over the business or bought the business can you can you go into more detail about what happened yeah i think um well my partner andrew like we we started the event uh we started the company in 2002 um and so we'd been running it along for a while, and, and AJ's a little bit older than me, and AJ's sort of we come from, we both come from Sydney. Um, obviously, you know AJ really well mm. as well. Um, but um, we're, we're certainly different sort of personalities and characters in that sense. Um, and after a period of time, 
like we, we would have pretty regular sort of conversations obviously about things and Andrew sort of fit into this role of sort of running the logistics of the events or whatnot and I sort of took on this role of I guess curating a lot of the event and almost like the partnerships things because I, I, I really kind of believe that there was a better place for integrating partners than than a sponsor kind of thing yeah. I feel like that like they have something awesome to contribute um, so I really found that sort of part fascinating but like towards the latter end I think we just in, we were sort of just enjoying the ride there for a while but then towards the end of of our partnership in, in SP I was really keen to sort of take it further like I, I felt like we were doing a, a bit of a disservice to the community I think we we're doing a disservice to the brand by just sort of plodding along and enjoying it and um, sort of paying our salaries and things like that like I was like um, I spend all, all my day doing this and I, I love this and it, it's given me so much that I want to I just want to get it to its full potential so we used to have conversations it was like we need to push hard like we need to do this we need to not for the sake of just pushing hard but I was like I think we need to do this let's give it a shot and AJ tried sincerely a couple of times but then I think he, he was just like look I'm, I'm in a different place I'm a little bit older than you and I I just don't want to really do this kind mm-hmm. of thing and so it literally came down to I think it was the 2012 2013 I can't remember the year but we, we literally finished the event and um, the day after the event Andrew sort of skipped off to Brazil for a holiday and I just sent him an email I was like dude is your heart still in this and he's like no and I was like okay cool well maybe maybe it's time that I sort of take over and and then we just started negotiating all those things. And yeah, getting, getting that part that. gets messy sometimes. But um, but yeah, it's kind of like thrilled now. Like in in hindsight, like it's it's worrying. Like I'm not worrying, but like there's a lot to think about now. Yeah, yep. I take on board everything. Mm. But um, it's so empowering to um, think of an idea, make a phone call, and, and it's done. It's yep. going kind of thing. I, I like it. that's um, that's exciting. Yeah. Yep. And so he he took designer skinky and you took semi permanent. To yeah, to an extent there was yeah exactly. I went, yeah. I'm not sure what um, he's doing with DIK. I haven't actually even, I, haven't, I haven't checked it to be honest. Um, <clears throat> I think designer skinky was like it, it, you know had it like, had such a great day kind of thing. It was, yeah. it was a sh- like um, every now and then you sort of run into someone that that mentions it or whatever but like you know there was there was an awesome bit of potential there for a while and the blog before there was blogs like it, yeah. was, it was it was it was it was great um, well all that stuff all that stuff is all part of my kind of beginning into design yeah right like all that stuff like yeah. semi semi permanent the event itself yeah. in Sydney yeah um, DIK yeah. empty mag yeah. like these are all the things that they were my first design books yeah so I like came back from the conference and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then you look at the work and you're like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> and then you can't. But they're all up on. Were you looking at neck face? But yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's interesting to kind of talk about it in something that's like, like that was definitely a platform for my yeah. career. Like yeah. I can't imagine a graphic design career without it. No. I mean, I think, yeah, it has it like, I mean, yeah, all the brands they had their, their little place, or whatever. I mean, it, it seems like it was such a, a, a world ago. Like that was, uh, like even when when um, AJ and I started, it was like that was like fourteen years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. it's getting a that's while a long, now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a long time. I, I ran into a friend the other day, and he he just sold his business for a, a, a fortune, and um, I was like, oh, do you talk to whatever? And he was like. No, we, we ran our business for eight, to eight years together. It's like we'll just, we'll just we'll just go our separate ways for a while. It's like 
it's like yeah there's 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 so many things that happen in there I, mm. yeah. yeah yeah it's a long time but yeah obviously you matt you you yep. had, a, you had a, a few days with aj there and stuff like that and yep um but yeah. no, it, was, it was it was an amazing time and it was um you know the thing i always came away from both you and and aj's um just that kind of fuck it let's do it yeah kind of thing and it was it was almost like a conversation would happen on us on the stairs yeah. sort of thing and they'd be like all right let's do that and then i was like so would so do, do we set up a plan or something and no we just do it yeah so, i love like mm-hmm. i love that like and and like there's um almost like like pretty sincerely like there's almost no one on the on the planet that i just wouldn't pick up the phone and have a chat to like i just yeah. whether or not they want to do something with us or whatever but nine times out of ten they're like yeah sure like sometimes logistically it doesn't work with it yeah. but um yeah i think i think the semi it's cool uh, like mm. i think it's it's a value and i think it's exciting so talking about value um obviously the price change oh, yeah. has been been in the kind of news i guess is oh, the, the news, news the, the blogs popular culture the blogs news. Um, and yeah. pe- people talking so can you mm. talk us through the price change well there's not just i mean there's there's a a little bit of a price change in the sense that um I mean, well, the tickets are a little bit more expensive, but almost no one is paying the top price because we we basically make it as cheap as possible. Like students essentially get sixty percent off all the tickets wow. and things like that. That's, so, that's massive, yeah. Um, it's it's an increase in price, but like when you compare it to like other events, it's actually yeah. crazy cheap. Like when you look at like Khan Lions, it's thousands and thousands yeah, yeah. of ticket. If you go, like I went to the Wide by Design pop up event. Uh, in um, in at Skywalker Ranch, I got invited to that, which is cool. There's only 200 people, but that was like 10 grand a ticket. Like, okay, hold on, <clears> hold on, hold on a second. Can, can you just tell I, us I what can that go, was like? Uh, it was cool. It was it was it was fun. That, that's probably one of the perks of being friends with the guys at Wired. But um, yeah, they ran this this little retreat at Skywalker Ranch at, at George Lucas's private ranch in um, Marin County in San Francisco. I've driven past it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. It's so great. But um, yeah, it was like a two or three-day retreat, and um, and yeah, it's pretty expensive together, but you, you got flown over, and you, and you um, stayed at a hotel, and they picked you up every morning, and they took you out to this little retreat, and there was talks that were really intimate and, 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 and special. Um, and then at lunchtime, there was like drone demonstrations, and then it... Actually, the highlight, oh, it was actually awesome. Um, <laughs> we got shipped into, like, one of the side rooms, which was the orchestral room where they record all the scores for oh, all the big wow. features. And Hans Zimmer, um, we played this, I can't remember the film, but uh, Robert Redford is in this film. It's all about a boat, and he falls off the boat, and he sinks to the thing. And there's this kind of moment where you're like, does he live or does he die? And the orchestra, like this 25 30 piece orchestra played two alternate innings when he lives or when he dies and we were just standing there in the middle of the orchestra wow and like i'm standing next to like scott dadish from wide and bjarke ingles and um and natasha jen from pentagram or whatever and we're just like oh my god like just just the power just the power of music in this room and um but yeah that was like that was that was special and there's all these gatherings and whatnot but like i guess when you when you you know we're talking about like the like I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but like a ticket to semi-permanent for you know whatever is three hundred whatever dollars or whatever, yep. and then you shave off a discount. It's like we're bringing together like you know forty or fifty of the like most crazy designers. Yep. We've got this crazy big venue, and you, you have all this space. You have all these opportunities to connect with everyone. 
it's a tiny investment mm. <laughs> and when you're trying to like pick a path or you want to build a you know like with we're going back to that future state thing it's like there will be almost like no better room in the world if you wanted to be like employed or collaborate with one of the best design companies on the planet it's like yeah. what would you pay for that you pay thousands of dollars for it but yeah. um the cheapest we can do it considering we we put so much money into it like mm. the event's essentially non-profit um it costs a lot to run these things and so yeah that's the that's the that's the best yep, we can thank do thank you i'd yeah. love to uh yeah um <clears throat> make it free maybe one day but that's a hard that's a hard business to run but it's definitely it's, yeah. yeah like i mean obviously not not free but there is a big difference between i think like there's a decision that's been made there right like yeah. we're, we're going to do a premium event it's going to be a premium price because you compare it to something like ted Right, even yep. though it's one day, I guess if you compare it per the days, it's 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 cheaper. But Ted's about four fifty or something like that, or four hundred. So it's even that. I mean, I like I. It's uh, like super curious of about this. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when Murray comes on, I'm going to ask him about the price. I, know, well, I, I saw it on the show notes, so I was like, wow, you're you're brave. Uh, yeah. And then, no. then I asked him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah Fuck like, you, Matt. <laughs> I think it might be. Uh, I think it becomes our responsibility, and it's Thiago's responsibility, and it's it's part of our promotion, things like that. That like. Um, that's like understand the value the value is actually super high like yeah, much higher but sure, it's like yep. we don't want you we don't want you to pay that we're happy for you to like you know pay the discount or whatever that, where you fit in and where you're comfortable mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was like, like Ted like Ted's a, Ted's a different event and yeah they, they go a little bit high like um, but I don't know I, like I got gripes with Ted to be honest like I feel like when they were doing their Long Beach event in in California and there was just this one event I was like oh my god that thing is so good and then when they did TEDx it was like kind of diluted what they yeah like the whole motto is like ideas worth sharing and now it's like too many ideas right because you got a lot of people in a lot of different countries I last I read there was like 6,000 different TEDx events and then you times that by 50 speakers every year that's a lot of ideas. Yeah. It's like... Well, it's too much content to consume, right? So, at yeah. some point, you're kind of like, I might turn that tap off for a while. Yeah. And I, ha- I haven't gone back to, to watching... Te- we ha- I think, feel like we have the same thing with Creative Mornings. Yeah. There's 144 chapters around the world now. Creative Mornings is just slightly different there because it is a local... It's a chance to kind of catch up with people that sure. you haven't seen all month. And- but in terms of content and ideas, it's a yeah. similar sort of thing online. Yeah. yeah. It's like... Yeah, true, true. Because every now and then I get up and I'm like, so there's 144 chapters. I'm like, there's 122 <laughs> chapters and I'm like, there's 128 chapters. Each month it just goes up. Yeah. And I'm like, I I'm not watch, watching any of those I'm videos. I'm going to watch every video. Well, I don't have, I <laughs> yeah. used to. I used to watch like New York's talk and yeah, Boston's yeah. talk and LA's yeah, and Berlin. Oh, yeah. And um, I just, I got exhausted. Like I ran out of creative capital to totally. just like, I'm just like exhausted. And I'm like, man. I'm not doing anything with this information. I'm like watching these things back to back going, hmm, that was cool. Yeah. And then falling asleep. Yeah, know? I think it's like even for us, it was um, less about just doing truckloads of events everywhere yeah. in the world. Like one of the years, I think 2013, we did a lot. Yeah, it looked like you <laughs> guys were going, going into, um, where was it? Because there was... There was Portland, there was, Portland, there was LA, there was of. Stockholm, there was like Hong Kong, there was Auckland, there was, it was everywhere. And yeah. It's just like running yourselves thin for one, mm-hmm. and exhausting yourselves, and like for what's the purpose? Like, yeah. I don't like. I didn't really give a fuck about bragging. Like, it's like <laughs> I just want to do good things. I want right. to do sincere things. And like, if you want to come, you come. If you don't want to come, you don't want to come. That's fine. But like, like I want to. Like, well, I think we are creating, and like, there's sort of evidence in there that we're creating like a real special moment mm. here in Sydney, which is our home. And we'll, we might do another 
you know, experience in, in North America and, and there's some other regions that we're already um, actively doing. But, yeah, I, I think it's less about just, like, expanding for the sake of expanding yeah. and more of just, like, doing things naturally and comfortable. And, mm. um, yeah, and talking about spreading yourself thin, yeah. like, you only have so many hours in a day, right? Totally. You only have so many people that you could put in the team realistically manage in that yeah. kind of level and and yeah if you if the focus is to put on what you do is always going to be awesome if yeah. that's the main goal then kind of the maths doesn't really work out does it no and i think like i mean we've sort of chosen um we could have very easily i was talking i did a, a discussion the other day with someone from the sydney festival and i think they're like 80 employees <clears throat> right uh, around their event and it's like we're never going to be 80 employees I don't, I don't want to be that like we choose to be a small organisation with a handful of like employees but then we work very collaboratively with, with other teams so we have a we have a, like an ex- external PR team we have an external design team we have an external partnerships and, and, and whatever team and then we work really closely with this other great digital agency called Present Company and they do our site and things like that which is which is in, in this progression of things, our website, our new website is, is a massive step forward for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Producing like editorial content with like, um, not just like reporting on news or events. It's like actually like commissioning illustrators and writers. Yeah, it's awesome. To, to it's really. Editor. And there's a, there'll be a, there's a few things in motion right now that'll, that'll certainly ramp up soon too as well. It's so cool. hmm. I think, I think it's much more better for us to not be this huge big company with massive overheads and then the ticket price would be even more kind of thing yeah yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) just keep it easy for everyone yeah so how many people are in the actual team like Uh, in in the core team right now like in the office like yesterday whatever I think there was like about seven Mm. um, but 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 like I said there's we have kind of direct access almost not unlimited access but probably about another four 30 or 40 people yeah so when you include our digital team like our social team uh our website team our partnership team of three um pr uh design or whatever yeah it adds up pretty quick kind of thing Mm. is there a speaker that you've never been able to get that you desperately want um because no doubt they listen to the show and uh (laughs) uh, there is there is um I'm, i'm gonna do i'm gonna be polite and not say a name but um, there is certainly people. Some people would know. Uh, some people I think about. The interesting thing is that um, there's one person in particular, two people, three people maybe, in particular that I've always sort of thought I'd love to have them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always been in contact with them, spoken to them, or spoken to their people inadvertently or whatever. And they've never really totally engaged. And um, I had this experience recently. Um, where it, it just made me realise that um, one of these people, a director, um, did something really shit to, to not only me but uh, one of the people he worked with and I was just like, I have a kind of a moral responsibility to only present people that I really believe in. Like, yeah. I mean, sure, they're yeah. a great director or a great whatever but are they, are they really great people? And I don't know if, if I, can, I can't definitively say that they are a fantastic person because all the things I've had to do with them haven't been that positive, to be honest. And mm. then you have mm. someone like, as an example, you might, might or might not know him, but a director called Mike Mills, and he directed Beginners, the film, and Thumbsucker, and he's about to release his next film called 20th Century Women with Annette Bening and Elle Fanning. And that dude, I would consider one of the great 
filmmakers mm. of our kind of type. And that guy is glorious. Like that guy <laughs> is like I can sit down and have tea with him. I was in LA recently and I, I went for dinner with him and his wife Marina July and um and yeah, I was like, I wanna give everything to you. Like I wanna present you <laughs> to right. to our audience because like you're a great person and you're a great creative person. Yeah. So um there are certainly people that I like, but but I'm I, I I'm a bit more conscious now of I'm having a, a conversation with um a beautiful older redheaded uh, fashion lady right now <laughs> uh, who I think is just God and um, she she's being really fantastic as well and I'm like oh you're you're, you're for a good cause I I want I want you around yeah and so the contrast between those people is yes. just yeah I think so yeah and I think there's some people. Um, some people do it well and some people don't there's a guy Bjarke Ingels the architect I mentioned before mm. like he's he's huge he was just in, named in the 50 most influential actually the most I guess he was the 10 most influential creative people on the planet and he was he was a dream he was awesome he was great so I was like yeah let's, yeah. let's put you in front of people right yeah um, but other people I, I've, I've somewhat let those things go I'll have a good <laughs> I'll have a good. so yeah. you're not you're not like in any short supply of talented people right like there's yeah there's, there's, a, there's a lot of great talent out there. We're, we're sort of fortunate now that there's a natural momentum. Mm. Uh, the lineup for the 2017 event is sort of half done already. Wow. Um, wow. And a lot of those people are like, um, they're great, actually. And I guess the sort of names you're dealing with, like it has to be like at least a year out to kind of... Sometimes. Sometimes they're a little bit shorter. Um, but, but usually a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it, but I'm a little bit caught up this year. Yeah. Or um, mm. with the future state sessions that we're doing that that's been a, a massive um thing for us there's been a huge amount of attention even from internationally there's once again i won't name specifically but there's a lot of very senior people at tech companies that are like are you doing that next year can i please be a part of that wow. and um cool so now it becomes a, a bit more of a curation trying to understand who we'd like to be a part of it but um but yeah i think that everyone sort of fits in and and, and mm. whatever i don't want to i don't want to force anyone i just want to yeah, like yeah. pretty organic and comfortable. Now, mm. you're, a, you're a devoted dad. I am. How, how, do, how do you explain to your kids what you do? Uh, I'm, I, I run exhibitions. Right. To, to my, actually, <laughs> like my daughter, who's four and a half, she's had the pleasure of meeting a couple of great people. Um, when, when I was uh, at that last event, we had Mr. Brainwash, the, yeah. the artist. And she was just running around and she was just like poking him and like pinching him and... <laughs> And then she like, and then he drew drew um, a little picture for her and stuff like that. And uh, she was like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "That's the artist, the artist." <laughs> and so she now she refers to the artist. And then the same thing with Stanley Donwood, uh, the guy from Radiohead, who I just think, I mean, he just released. What I don't know if we have time to talk about that, but what Radiohead just did, I think, is off the hook. Yeah. Okay. Right. So what, do, we, do we have time? Not really, but let's do a quick version. Yeah, because I I I I don't really understand what they've done yet. Well, I've, like. I've uh, like I've kind of been a little, I've been quite privy to what they've been doing yeah. behind the scenes because we're, we're we're doing a few bits and pieces with them. Um, but they went and recorded their album in the south of France, and um, Dan went down there and, and did a whole bunch of all the new artwork for them or whatnot. Um, but yeah, just recently, from what I understand, they just deleted everything, all their social media, anything, everything, it, just, like the whole account is gone. Just wiped it, and yeah. then they dropped their first music video and um, burn the witch. And it's directed by a guy that they've directed some stuff with before. And Dan's got the Dan or Stanley Donwood did the um, did the artwork. But I don't know. Like it was actually a moment when I when I when I heard about that yesterday the day before. 
like I was like yes like that's that was one of the like one of those moments where I was like just a, a, like a, a bunch of creative people making fun decisions yep. on their own terms right. and I was just like awesome like those guys are are all about that and I yep. had the very great fortune of working with them Tom York in particular we, we had a bit of an incident with a large tech company who were going to be involved in um, in the Radiohead retrospective and uh, and he pulled rank and he was like no we're not doing this and we had to let go of something there but but it was just this real realisation that like the creative people they have the power yeah. and, and Tom he releases his album with the rest of the band when he wants and he does it on his own terms and he's disruptive same thing he did three years ago whatever when he pay what you want for the album yep. or whatever yeah. um, he's like I'm going to go everyone else is like trying to get social media numbers he's like we're just going to wipe them yeah mm. let's just <laughs> let's just make pretty it pretty cool yeah um, and everyone when like everyone it's I've just seen it go around like people like no they've wiped everything and then yeah. everyone spends the next five minutes checking everything yeah oh, they really have well you just type in I typed in Radiohead into like into search and just one video popped up and I was like oh so good That's like amazing. and and uh, i think comes back a little bit i think of context and um i think there's a you know we're so saturated by everything yes like just clean cleanse the palette and deliver something beautiful this too. is what we have to and show like, you this is a beautiful music video a really fantastic song and done on their own terms great nice doing things on your own terms yeah we might leave it on on that lovely yeah, note yeah thank you man that was awesome yeah it's, yeah it's great it was a thing no i i do appreciate it and uh and always been a bit of a fan, obviously. I've known Matt for a long time. Yeah. Obviously, known Flynn for even maybe even longer. Yeah, you were like maybe even a, a, like a, not a babysitter, but like you were like you were like I've known you since you were like just a tiny little mum. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we were, um, I mean, we both grew up in Cronulla, exactly. and um, our mums were in book, are in exactly. book club together. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone in Cronulla knows everyone in Cronulla. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, that's good. true. But it's good to see you guys. You know, so successful as you are and running such a fantastic school institution here. So it's great to be a part. Thanks. Of oh, thanks, man. Boys. Appreciate it. So I guess everyone can find you on. Yeah, go to, I mean, you go haven't to deleted all your social media. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm deleting everything. We still we still value that. Um, but um, but yeah, we, we'd love to see as many people at the event. And um, yeah, we, like I said, we're more than happy to help out on tickets and things like that. But I hope you enjoy the new website and all the great stories. We just put a really great story with Stefan Sagmeister up there and some really great things that are about to drop. We did this feature on rebranding the Jewish religion the other day. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah. Some, yeah, some pretty crazy exclusives we've, we've we've been lucky enough to get. So enjoy what we have and it's awesome. all there to share yeah cool and um matt where can people find you at leechbirth on twitter still there um yeah so we'd like to thank you for listening to australian design radio you can find me at um flynn tracy on everything and you can find this episode or more at australian design radio.simplecast.fm and you can follow the show on instagram and twitter at aus design radio thanks guys thank you thank you thank you everybody <laughs> Bye. done